Hello, you play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? I'm sorry, I thought this was America. Hey, we are back here for episode number three. Guys, we have, we have Eddie Martin here, and I cannot tell you how ecstatic I am to have Eddie on. Eddie's going to be with us for the rest of the football season. This guy, he's the Instagram wizard, but people don't realize Eddie is addicted to fantasy football. He's a fantasy football junkie of sorts. So, Eddie, man, how, how you doing, brother? Doing well, man. Uh, I'm pumped for a new season of fantasy. Came off to a rough start. Uh, had an 80-point lead against uh, Team Halpern in our Corona Cup League. <laughs> and, of course, he had Alvin Kamara and Mahomes uh, came out with a crucial comeback and beat me by two points. So, I'm excited to get after these week four picks. Eddie, for our listeners, Eddie blew an 80-point lead. Uh, we're we're going to make T-shirts and we're going to meme that. It's going to be everywhere. Yeah. All right, Jets versus Denver. Denver, one-and-a-half-point favorites, the stinker of a game. Eddie, what do you think? Uh, so, I like Denver in this game. Even though uh, Denver's dealing with little quarterback issues, uh, they can't keep a quarterback healthy from Drew, Rock, Drew Locke to Driscoll. It's going to be a very sloppy game. Uh, I don't see there being a lot of scoring, but from a fantasy perspective, I'm a Jerry Judy and Noah fan owner myself. Uh, I'm very satisfied with the ADP that I got. No fan. I got him in round 11 or 12, I believe. Sleeper. Um, no fan has been a sleeper. He's currently ranked the number three or four tight end through three weeks. So I think he's projected 11 points on ESPN PPR full point. Uh, I like to start no fan unless you have a better option as your tight end too. Uh, Jerry Judy also could be a flex play. Um, it's just very hard to tell with the quarterback play, but both players have been getting a lot of volume. I like Denver. So are you – so despite the quarterback play, for personal year lineup, Jerry Judy and Fant are going to play this week on your team. So I have Judy starting as my wide receiver too because Godwin's hurt. Um, I have Godwin – or no, not Godwin. I have – McLaurin and Judy as my wide receiver ones and twos. And I'm actually starting Johnny Smith from the Tennessee Titans, Ooh, another yes. sleeper I got in one of the last rounds of the draft. He's now listed as tight end ranking number two. Uh, I like Johnny Smith and his matchup more than Noah Fan versus Jets. Okay, so, Eddie, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to pick Denver as well. Denver no, – um, Sorry, Eddie, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to pick Denver as well. The Jets might be the worst football team I have ever seen. Other than Chris Hendon on the waiver wire, there is literally nobody. And when I say nobody, there is nobody that is fancy relevant on this team. Not one player is relevant. You should not have anybody in your lineup. It's a dumpster fire. I don't know what Adam Gase was thinking. He's a moron. Um, yeah, to piggyback of what you said about Denver, um, the only guy who's definitely a lock start definitely is Melvin Gordon. He's been looking like his old self this year. Despite only having 7.8 points last week, expect him to bounce back against a Jets defense, which is horrible. And even with Jeff Driscoll at quarterback, 
the Jets' D is so bad that Noah Fant and Jerry Judy could be good plays as well. All right, so we're going to agree. agree with that. Yeah, so we're going to move in. Indianapolis Colts versus the Chicago Bears. Indianapolis, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to talk about the Bears here. I'm picking the Bears. You know why? Tricky Dick Nick Foles is the starting quarterback, and he adds – a completely new dimension to this offense. You know, Allen Robinson was upset with Chicago with that bum Trubisky playing. He had 28 last week. Jimmy Graham, he had 24 last week. Both these guys are definitely fantasy relevant, especially with Dick Foles as quarterback. So I'd put them both into my lineup. And you know what? Who knows about Big Dick Nick? He might be a fantasy option as well. He might be a waiver wire guy. So we'll see. I'm picking the Bears, though. Eddie, what, what is your take on uh, this week? So I actually like Indianapolis in this one. Uh, even though they're slight, they're on the road. Uh, they're playing at Soldier Field. I just love the play of Jonathan Taylor. He's proven to be one of the best rookies and in his class. And I believe that he will be a top 12 to 13 running back ranked up at the end of the season. Uh, as far as other fantasy relevant players, I'm not starting T.Y. Hilton this week. He is atrocious. He's out of the top 50. He's not a good play, even at the flex position. As far as the other running backs on the team, you know, Naheem Hines is one of the younger players out of NC State. Could be a sleeper pick to start or to be in your fantasy lineup, but I'd honestly stay away because – I don't think he's getting the volume like Jonathan Taylor is right now. Jonathan Taylor, I think, could be a top seven running back this week against the Bears defense that is, doesn't have a great front seven. Yeah, Eddie, I I think you should – I agree with everything you said. T.Y. Hilton, he's on the bench. Naheem Hines, he's talented, but I would drop him because, you know, running backs in fantasy, it's all about the touches, and Naheem Hines isn't getting them. Lions versus Saints. Saints. Four-and-a-half-point favorites. Eddie, what do you think? So, let me just say, um, I think the Saints have downgraded as a team overall this year. Uh, they're not as good as they were last year. Um, it seems like Alvin Kamara is really carrying this football team. And personally, I drafted Josh Jacobs very early. I drafted him with the fifth overall pick in our Corona Cup draft. Uh, I'm still holding true to that pick, man. But uh, Alvin Kamara has been an absolute stud. Uh, he's currently ranked RB number two, and he's a stud. He can, he's definitely a killer in PPR, um, and he's a must-start. No matter what team he's playing against, he's an absolute killer. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, with the volume of the passing offense, Drew Brees is one of the best in the league. Not necessarily for fantasy, but he definitely distributes the ball a lot, so – I definitely think Sanders is a start, possibly at flex, if Michael Thomas doesn't play. He did have 15.5, Emmanuel Sanders, last week. So if Mike Thomas doesn't play for, I believe it's a third straight week. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because I know he's gone in a lot of first rounds and drafts. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is a great start if Mike Thomas doesn't play. So – I'm going to – so my question for you is, though, if Emmanuel Sanders – so I know he had 15.5 last week, but I think that could also play both ways, where if Mike Thomas doesn't play, 
that it could bode worse for Emmanuel Sanders because all the attention is going to be on him. I think if Mike Thomas plays, it could also open up the field for Emmanuel. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because it, it could definitely play one of two ways there. I agree. Also, with, with, with the Saints too, guys, you got to keep an eye on. Jared Cook is questionable. Eddie's picking the Lions this week, though. I'm picking the Saints. Uh, for a lot of the reasons Eddie just said, I don't – Eddie, why, why are you picking the Lions? You, had, you saw the impact that Kenny Galladay had last week against Arizona. Um, him and Matt Stafford are really connecting. And with Galladay back, it opens up the offense a little bit more. Um, it's giving more rushing opportunities for the three running backs in that offense, DeAndre Swift, on Johnson, and AP, even though AP looks like he's AP's running. He's like, doing shit. <laughs> it looks like he's running like he's on a torn ACL or Achilles. Like, it's scary watching that man run. But I like the Lions. I think their passing game is immaculate. Um, TJ Hawkinson is a sleeper start. Um, on most teams, he's, an, uh, he's a tight end too. But I think he's been having a pretty productive year. I agree. Um, I love Galladay this week. Um, not sure who's going to get shadowed by uh, Marcus Latimer. But whether it's, whether it's Marvin Jones or Galladay, Whoever's not getting shadowed by him will get a lot of good looks. And, yeah, I don't know if I'm putting – I don't know if I put Marvin Jones in my lineup, but I feel like Galladay is – he's always a must-start at this point, especially with Stafford throwing the ball. Galladay's – I agree. Galladay has really emerged this year. So, Eddie, I've got to ask. You have Matt Stafford on your team. He was on your bench last week. Eddie benched him for, as he calls it, Minshew mania. Eddie, what are you doing with Stafford? Are you going to play him this week? So, yeah, I definitely rode on the Minshew Mania and that honestly kicked me in the ass as I lost to Eric by four points. If I started Stafford, I would have been a safe win by at least 10 points. I know Gardner Minshew is projected about 0.5 more points than Stafford, but I can't trust Minshew Mania after last week's performance against the Dolphins defense. Uh, I'm starting – either Stafford or Justin Herbert as I have three quarterbacks on my team right now. Minshew Mania to the bench. Clip that. Yeah. Uh, see you later. All right. Cardinals versus Panthers. The cards are minus four. This Cardinals team, you know, I'm still keeping it. I, I don't have Kenyon Drake, thank God, but I'm still keeping him in my lineup. And for this week, for, for this week at least, because – the Panthers' defense is brutal. They give up over 100 rushing yards in every single game. They are brutal. So don't, don't give up on Kenyon Drake. He, he doesn't have a lot of film this year, too. So the Panthers' D is going to be focusing a lot on DeAndre Hopkins. And, but obviously, if, if you got Kyler, you got D-Hop, they're in your lineup. They both look lethal. They both had 23 points last week. So keep them in your lineup. I'm picking the Cardinals. Eddie, what do you think? Kenyon Drake is, has been one of the biggest busts for his ADP this year. I knew right away that he wasn't going to be a great pick. He was going in at the end of the first, beginning of second rounds. Um, I'm a big DJ Moore guy. I think he's really emerging into his own. And I think if you're looking to grab a stud receiver that hasn't really put up huge numbers yet, I think DJ Moore is set to – break out in the next couple of weeks, especially with Bridgewater at quarterback. I think he's a lot more reliable than what they had with Kyle Allen and Ken Newton. Uh, I love the Cardinals offense and defense 
all around. Um, they're a great football team, and they, they're coming off a loss against Detroit where they had the game in the bag. Personally, I'm not starting Robbie Anderson. I think he's very streaky. He's very touchdown dependent, but I definitely like DJ Moore. And Mike Davis is an interesting pick. So keep him, keep him in mind, especially with Christian McCaffrey out. Uh, that's why the Cardinals specifically because McCaffrey's out. McCaffrey totals for most of their offense. So I like the Cardinals. So, yeah, I like the Cardinals too, but fantasy-wise, Julio Jones might not play. Robbie Anderson, he's had a minute. He's had anywhere from 10 to 25 points in every game this year. He had 10 last week, which is his worst week. I'm playing him, and if Julio plays, I'm still playing him at my flex. I'm putting Mike Davis in my lineup over David Johnson as well because I think the Panthers' system, it just favors pass-catching running backs. And he's had a minimum of 20 points in the two games he's played significant time and with Christian McCaffrey out. So with Mike Davis, I'm playing him and I'm playing Robbie Anderson, but I agree, Eddie, what's your point, how it is, it does tend to be a little bit of a touch and go with these Panthers players because they're largely unproven, but I'm taking a chance on them. You know, the Cardinals D is nothing special. That's another reason. This could be a high scoring game. Both these defenses suck. So also Curtis Samuel might be a good waiver wire option. He had nine points last week, and he's had a decent year overall. He's only owned in 45% of the ESPN leagues. So that might be an interesting pickup. I think Curtis Samuel's a good waiver wire pickup. Uh, he's projected, I believe, over 12 points this week. If you need him, if, like, you have a lot of injuries on your team, I think he might be a solid start. Um, he's definitely not going to get shadowed by Patrick Peterson. or he's, any... a, he's, he's a borderline flex play for sure. Totally. We're moving on. Jets versus Bengals. Jets are minus three. Eddie, I'll let you take this away. Let me just say, T. Higgins is the real deal. Yes. I love T. Higgins. He had a great breakout game against Philly. Unfortunately, that's our hometown team. But, man, I like T. Higgins. you got to stash him on your bench. Um, if he's available on your waivers, go grab him. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think, you know, A.J. Green is very injury prone, so you never know when he's going to go out. Tyler Boyd is one of the most consistent wide receivers on that football team. Uh, he also had a great week last week. So I definitely think Tyler Boyd is a start as either your wide receiver two or uh, your flex. Um, and just keep an eye out for T. Higgins, you know. It's always appealing with these rookie wide receivers to see how they – mold into their own offenses and see what their roles are. I currently have Jerry Judy on my team, as well as LaVishka Chanel from Colorado. So I've been keeping an eye on both of them to see if they might break out. Uh, T. Higgins is a breakout candidate this week, in my opinion. And, yeah, Eddie, I think the Bengals have a lot of intriguing fantasy options. T. Higgins, like you said, he's only rostered in 9% of ESPN leagues. He's definitely a guy you want to pick up. And people don't realize this, but Tyler Boyd is moving into the must-start category in fantasy football. He's playing awesome. And you, you shouldn't worry about A.J. Green. He only had eight points last week. You still play him. He still had eight points. He was being covered by Darius Slay, who has arguably been the best corner in football despite being on a horrible Eagles defense this year. He's been a lockdown player. So that's impressive for him to get eight points. The Jags, the Jags had a tough loss last week. Like, like you said, there were a lot of good waiver wire options like LaVishka Chenault passing game looked off 
No Jags wideout had more than eight points. Minshew, I'm putting him on the bench if he's in my lineup. You know, other than James uh, Robinson, other than James Robinson, who's a must start, I don't really think there's anybody else who's fancy relevant on on this Jaguars roster. Eddie and I are both picking the Bengals this week. I think the Bengals offense is much more explosive and dynamic. With your point on James Robinson, he's a must-start uh, catalyst for their offense. And, man, he is really helping a lot of fantasy owners, especially ones that had McCaffrey, the ones that drafted these, even the Le'Veon Bells that are now injured. Um, there's so many running backs, so many receivers, just so many players in general this year that are getting injured due to the no preseason. But James Robinson has been one of the best value picks in this draft. He's been incredible. You know, and the thing with James Robinson, too, is to piggyback off what you said for best value, he was a waiver wire pickup in a lot of leagues. He's, he's kind of like – he's probably the waiver wire pickup of the year. He's, 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 what la he's what Darren Waller was last year, this year. He's unbelievable. He, you know, he's a great pickup for guys who are facing injuries. So – it's good to see him playing, and I like the way he runs. Like, he's, he's electric, you know. He's going to play in the league for a long time to come. All right, Cowboys versus Browns. The Cowboys are five-point favorites. So, when you look at the Browns, somehow, someway, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are somehow borderline flex play this week as their two mediocre years in Cleveland continue. Uh, they're, they're just two mediocre wide receivers. And a lot of that stems, and talent-wise, they aren't mediocre, but Baker Mayfield is nowhere near QB1 material. And, yeah, this is a run-first team now. If you have Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb, they should both be in your lineup. They both had at least 14 points last week. Chubb broke out for, I, wanted, I believe, 24 points. And at a minimum, both guys are running back twos. It's a run-first team. It's different. You have Jarvis or Odell. You definitely have to really consider putting them in your lineup. And for Dallas, it's pretty straightforward for Dallas. Lamb, Zeke, Dak, Amari, they should all be in your lineup. And your boy Michael Gallup finally had a breakout week with 25 points last week. Lock him into the flex. Whew. Yeah, he's in my flex this week. Uh, I've never, you know, being a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I've never cheered for a Dallas touchdown uh, when Gallup had that big reception. But, yeah, really excited to see Gallup kind of come into his own. Uh, you know, I was very, very, very shocked to say the least that Dallas was going to pick C.D. Lamb in this year's draft. You know, I was kind of skeptical drafting Michael Gallup, but he was a value and where I drafted him. Yeah, but um, let me touch on the Browns offense for fantasy. Obviously, I agree with you. I think Kareem Hunt, after all those allegations and him getting suspended, he's definitely come back and been a solid fantasy running back. Um, it's tough, though considering that people were drafting Nick Chubb so high, you know, like you said, running backs, it all depends on the carries and the volume and someone like Josh Jacobs, where he's in a running back with, he's in a running back committee with no one else. He's getting 18 to 27 carries a game. Whereas the backfield in, in uh, Cleveland is getting split up. Um, it's crazy to think that Baker Mayfield was picked number one overall in the draft, considering his, um, his dismal, dismal, dismal last two years. Uh, it was also crazy to think that this guy was being drafted as QB4 in last year's draft, and now Woo! this year he's not, not even on most fantasy rosters. Yeah. Take time to think about that. And 
it's really, really confusing because he has two of the best receivers in the game, uh, two of the most talented in the game, but you can't get them you, – you can't let them loose if you have a terrible quarterback like Baker. Not a fan of Baker Mayfield at all. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks. Sucks. Um, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got Seahawks versus Dolph. We got the Seahawks and the Dolphins. The Dolphins are seven-point underdogs. Eddie, what do you think about this one, my friend? Man, I wanted to trade for Tyler Lockett before last week, but looks like I can't do that with his breakout 39-point game. Man, he had three touchdowns in the first half. You think Russell Wilson is more of a running mobile quarterback, which he is, but, man, this guy can let it loose. I believe he's had – no less than four touchdowns in his first three weeks. He's on pace to win the MVP. I think he's the front runner. Uh, it's crazy. I definitely think Miles Gaskin is a good flex option. I think he could possibly be a sleeper this week. He showed why he can potentially be fantasy relevant um, in the near future. Great runner. And you never know with that uh, running back committee. You know, you got Jordan Howard, who is still young, but he's considered washed up. You know, he's been on three teams. But if you need someone that could possibly have upside this week, I like Miles Gaskin. Um, obviously, DJ or, uh, DK Metcalf is an obvious start. Um, he's a top 10 wide receiver this year. And it's crazy how some re- receivers were undervalued. They were going, like, for example, Stefan Diggs out of Buffalo was going in the fourth, fifth, sixth round even. So it's tough. It's If you were able to hit on those low-value um, receivers that have really broke out so far in the first quarter of the season, um, props to you. Props to you. Um, but, yeah, definitely Lockett and DK Metcalf are both starts. Also, Sark Chris Carson, I mean, you drafted him that early for a reason. Um, I think he's going to have a good game as well. And he's going to catch a lot of passes. So, I, I personally like Seattle in this one. I don't think the Dolphins can hang. Yeah, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Russell Wilson, he solidified – he's the clear MVP candidate. He solidified himself as it. He had a monster week. He had 39 points. I just look at this – I look at the Dolphins. They had an impressive win last week, but I feel like last week was our annual Fitzmagic game, you know? It's not going to happen. I mean, I don't really have much to stay here. I mean, I'm picking Seattle. So are you. And Miles Gaskin, he's a good flex option. But other than that, I am not touching anybody with a 10-foot pole in this Dolphins team. All right. Chargers versus Bucks. Bucks are seven-point favorites. You know, we were talking about this off camera. The Bucks are such – an interesting fantasy team. But starting with their running back core, their running back core gives me massive headaches. Ronald Jones <laughs> and Leonard Fournette both had under 10 points last week. Don't trust either of those guys. Put them both on your bench. It's too many, it's too much headaches with these team. You know, last week, two well, two weeks ago, you thought maybe, you know, Fournette might be RB1 moving forward. But like Eddie and I talked about, unless you're a run first team like the Browns where the running backs are a point of emphasis, the Bucks are a pass-first offense. So a starting running back for fantasy, it's all about volume, and these guys are not getting volume. They both are under 10 points. Don't trust either of them. Uh, passing game, Brady's been looking great. You got to start him. Gronk had 10 last week, so that might be something to keep an eye on. Keep an eye on his production moving forward. 
Chris Godwin is doubtful. So if Godwin doesn't play, it could play two ways. It could either be bad for Mike Evans because all the coverage is focused on him, or it could be Brady just being like, oh, shit, I only got to throw to Godwin. But you also want to look at Gronk there too because that could open things up for Gronk. With the Chargers, Justin Herbert, Eddie's got him on his lineup. He's someone you want to pick up. Fancy relevant guys, Keenan Allen, Monster 30 points, Austin Eckler, breakout 31-point game. Start both those guys along with Hunter Henry, who had 10 last week. This is, a, this is a fantasy owner's wet dream, this game. So many great fantasy options. Eddie, what do you think? Wow, you nailed it right on the head, dude. Um, you know, being a Justin Herbert and a Chris Godwin owner, you know, Chris Godwin, I drafted as my wide receiver one. Um, even though I knew that Gronk was getting added into the passing game, I still believe that Godwin would be good. Um, Godwin has put up, he put up 17.5 points, I believe last week. Yes. Um, but I'm expecting more out of him. You know, he's dealt with some concussions. He's dealt with some injuries. He's been out. Um, he's probably going to miss his second game this season out of four. So I would definitely watch out for that. Um, definitely be aware. Um, but if he, if he's playing, he's a must start without a doubt. He's going to get 15 plus points this week. But, yeah, definitely the Bucks' running core is chaotic. You don't know who's going to get the bulk of the carries. Both Ronald Jones, Rojo, and Leonard Fournette, um, both very risky picks considering Bruce Arians wasn't too clear and specific on who was going to get the ball. At first he was like, Rojo's the guy, and then he drafts he, – uh, he signs. Bruce Arians ends up signing LaShawn McCoy and Fournette, so – that says a lot to Ronald Jones. You know, I was very high on him before both of those guys entered the running back room. I love Justin Herbert, um, but I don't know about this week. The Bucks defense put up 20-plus points. They were defense ranked number two behind Indianapolis last week. I personally have the Bucks defense, and I've been falling in love with them. And they seem to really beat down on new quarterbacks, you know, whether they're backups coming in or – you know, rookie starters. Um, they beat down on Driscoll and Denver last week, and it could be a rough week for Herbert. Um, definitely be on the lookout, though. Um, if he gets it going with Keenan Allen, I think he's a must-start. But definitely be careful about it. Um, you should most definitely have a better option at quarterback. If Herbert's your number one, then you're in trouble. Eddie and I are now moving from a great fantasy game to an absolute stinker. Ravens versus Redskins. Brutal fantasy game. The Ravens are 13-point favorites. The Ravens, you would think, would be a lot better fantasy team than they really are. So, Eddie, what do you think about this one? Hollywood Brown has sucked this yeah. year. He's been, for his ADP, he was going before, I believe, Diggs. Um, yes. Correct me was. if I'm wrong. No, he was. You're he right. was going way before these valuable wide receivers that have proven to be better than him. You never believe in, um, like, the counselor, fantasy football god. Um, he gets a lot of hate for his, for his content, but he always says, don't believe in the consheepsis, um, quote-unquote. But, man, Hollywood Brown has been atrocious for his ADP this year. I also had faith in J.K. Dobbins. But it looks like they're really splitting the load 
in that Baltimore backfield. I wouldn't trust any of those running backs, though. Not at all, no matter who they play. Even with this Washington uh, football team front seven, you know, Ryan Kerrigan had a really great game against Philadelphia week one. Um, I wouldn't trust any of their running backs, even if they're reliable starters on your team. I would say starting a waiver wire pick, like possibly Jeff Wilson out of San Fran against Philly um, might be a better move than possibly being upset with the outcome of playing Mark Ingram or J.K. Dobbins this week. Um, we both like Baltimore, though. The Washington football team sucks. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is a bust. That's what we've noticed. Um, we gave him a chance. Week one, he looked good against Philly, but overall, you know, he's just not the guy. But he's still going to target Terry McLaurin, my guy. Um, Terry McLaurin at 25.7 points last week. He's the man. Uh, he's currently wide receiver 14, and I love the value he brings. Uh, he's my wide receiver one this week, considering that Godwin might not play. But, <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, being a Terry McLaurin fan and also Terry McLaurin owner, um, what he was able to do at Arizona, most of it was in the second half. You know, he had a slow start going up against a, an elite corner that has been around forever in Patrick Peterson. He was able to put up 7-125, averaging 18 yards per catch and a touchdown. Having, you know, round up 26 points, Terry McLaurin's the guy. And until you say otherwise, you know, he is a great receiver. He's getting a ton of targets a game with seven plus in his first three weeks, especially with 10 versus Arizona. I think they're going to be passing the ball a lot because I don't see this game being close whatsoever. I love Terry McLaurin this week. I think he's going to be a, a top – I say he's going to be a top 7 to 10 wide receiver this week. So that's what I got to say. I like Baltimore, though. Yeah, I like Baltimore, too. And it's very funny to think about that other than Lamar Jackson, Terry McLaurin is probably the second-best fantasy option in this, in this matchup, and he plays on probably one of the worst teams in the NFL. And, you know, he had 25 points two weeks ago against Arizona with Dwayne Haskins, who might be the worst quarterback I've ever seen, throwing in the ball. Now, talk about upside. Imagine what happens when Terry McLaurin is having Alex Smith throw in the ball because that's the rumor that Alex Smith might take over the starting job. Giants versus Rams. The Rams are 13-point favorites in this one. Another stinker. This Giants team is fucking brutal. Other than Darius Slayton, don't even consider putting anyone else in your lineup. Slayton's a borderline flex play. Don't play Lewis or Devonta Freeman against a stacked Rams D-line. In my opinion, though, there's lots of good fantasy options here for the Rams. Jared Goff's only on 50, 45% of fantasy leagues. He had 30 points last week, so that's something to keep an eye on. Daryl Henderson, 19 points last week. He's becoming the bell cow for this Rams team. You want to keep an eye on that, but – you really want to keep an eye on if Cam Akers is going to play or not and cut into his workload because with fantasy running backs, it's all about the workload. Uh, he's questionable. Keep an eye on that. It could eat into Henderson's carries. But Henderson, he's a borderline flex play nonetheless. And, yeah, you always play Cooper Cup, Rob Woods, and Tyler Higby, especially against a poor Giants team. I'm picking the Rams. Eddie, what do you think? I definitely feel for Saquon owners. You know, it sucks that – Someone that high with such a high ADP was able to get a hurt like that. Obviously, unfortunate for Saquon, but 
if you're a fantasy owner moving forward, you're going to have to take running backs off the waiver wire. Um, but Jared Goff, Jared Goff is definitely a guy that you can add off waivers. Uh, 26.3 at Philadelphia two weeks ago, and then he put up 30 points, um, 321, two touchdowns, and an INT against Buffalo at Buffalo. So it looks like Jared Goff is really good on the road. Um, I know they played the Giants at home, but with the Giants' dismal defense, especially in their secondary, losing Landon Collins to the Washington football team, I definitely think Goff could be a sneaky start, but it's too risky at this point. Um, but he's definitely looked good. Uh, his completion percentage went up 10% just about. It went from 64.5 to 74.1 from weeks one to two. And then he had a 72% completion percentage going 23 or 32 against Buffalo in Buffalo. So I like Jared Goff. Um, if I didn't have three quarterbacks on my roster, I would have Jared Goff rostered. But I still believe in Minshew Mania. I think he's going to bounce back. He had a solid, solid, solid first No, he's not. He has no I, I weapon, Eddie. Who's he going to throw the ball to? LaVishka Chenault? Shut up. Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole and LaVishka Chenault are his best wideouts. Minshew's done. It's a run-first team, okay? I'm saying it. Minshew is done. He's done. Just because he's got a cool mustache doesn't mean he's a good quarterback. He's done. Eddie, you have false hope and false confidence. He's done. We can definitely both agree that Jared Goff has a lot better weapons, man. That Rams offense. Bills versus Raiders. Bills minus three. Josh, Hall Josh Allen's having an MVP type of season. Uh, start him in digs as usual. And Devin Singletary might be a good flex play as he garnered 16 points last week. He's a sneaky flex play, I think. Eddie, what do you think? Yeah, so sneaky numbers as a runner. Uh, Josh Allen has uh, 22 carries, 84 yards, and two touchdowns. He's looked really, really, really good. Um, booming, according to ESPN, three out of three weeks. He's averaging 31 points a game. He is a must-start. Um, he's been a great player. Um, uh, regarding Las Vegas, there's been a lot of skepticism around Henry Ruggs, the rookie receiver. Um, there was a lot of reports uh, before the season saying that Ruggs was going to be implemented into a lot of offensive snaps and to be a key role in this Raiders offense. But he has been absolutely horrific this year. Um, I'd stay away from starting him. I just I need to see more out of him before I trust him in my lineups. Uh, Devin Singletary is going up against the worst rushing defense, uh, according to fantasy football this season thus far. Uh, Singletary has been shaky, though. Um, he had 16 points last week against the Rams on 13 carries, also getting four receptions for 50 yards. But it's tough, you know. He's either tr just trying to break 10 points or he busts off and he has a good game going 15-plus. So. I think Singletary is a great start this week against Las Vegas, considering that they're the worst run defense in the league thus far. Uh, definitely starting him as my RB2. The Raiders, though, um, you talked about rugs. You know, if you're a Raiders fantasy owner, I own Darren Waller. Uh, you got to hope that him and Josh Jacobs have bounced back after it was an eh week for Josh Jacobs, but for Waller, it was a tough week. He went from 28 points to two points, but I mean, 
they're both elite talents. You got to start both those guys. I mean, for Jacobs, you know, starting off the season with almost 36 points, you know, he's very – he's had a bit of a downgrade the last two weeks, only having 14 points and 9.3 in week three against New England at New England. I think this is going to be a bounce-back week for him. Uh, you know, I like Josh Jacobs. You know, there's a reason why I drafted him fifth overall. Uh, I have a lot of trust in him. And when we talk about the volume, I mean, he has it. Um, you know, averaging no, he's been averaging about 22, 23 touches a game. His first three weeks, he's had 25, 27, and 16. So I expect him to get 20 plus touches. And I think he's going to go for two touchdowns this week. Um, one through the air and one on the ground. I love Josh Jacobs this week. Uh, Eagles versus 49ers. What do you think, dude? What do you think of the birds? Yo. Give, me, give me give me some good news, Eddie. Give me some good news. So reports are coming out that Debo Samuel is going to return to practice on Wednesday. Uh, being a Debo Samuel owner, I've been having to be very, very patient um, with his recovery process. But when you go down the line of this injury list of 49er players, you know, it's tough. You know, Kittle, Jimmy G., uh, Raheem Mostert, McKinnon are all questionable. And, like, when you think about this offense, I mean, you don't know who's going to start. Nick Mullins might start a quarterback this week. So, um, I wouldn't start Debo Samuel this week. Just see how he does. Um, that would definitely be a risky start at the flex. But, you know, if you're an Eagles fantasy football owner, you know – you got to think about the injuries on the front line for uh, San Fran. Obviously, Nick Bosa out for the season with the ACL tear. And then one of their other D linemen um, kind of filled in for me. Also, tore his, he tore his ACL or Achilles, so he's also out for the year. This 49ers team is very sloppy. Uh, you got to consider who's their medical staff. Uh, just atrocious and very disappointing because obviously they were the Super Bowl running up, runners up. Uh, but one very, very uh, sleeper pick, he is not owned in a lot of leagues, is Greg Ward. He had a great week last Woo! week. And Jalen Rager's been out. Alshon Jeffrey won't start probably until week eight or nine. You don't know with that guy. Um, and obviously Goddard's going to miss some time as well. So, man, the only two guys on that Eagles passing offense are Ertz and Greg Ward. Uh they're bringing up a bunch of guys from the practice squad, but right now Greg Ward is the number one guy. Um, he might have to go up against Richard Sherman, though, so that's pretty scary. But, you know, Greg Ward might be a sneaky flex play. Very, very optimistic about Greg Ward and his role in the Eagles' passing offense. But obviously be cautious with uh, who's going to be shadowing him in the 49ers secondary. Eddie, who are you picking? I like the birds. Um, you know, we're searching for that first win, and I think we're going to be able to take advantage of all the 49er injuries. I like the birds. Um, I, I wish yeah. I was as optimistic as you. I'm picking San Francisco. Um, Philly stinks. You don't touch anybody for your fantasy lineup other than Miles Sanders or Zach Ertz with a 10-foot pole. Uh, I agree. With, I agree. I think Greg Ward could be a good waiver wire ad. He is a starting wide receiver in the NFL. 
He is a sneaky flex, flex play. I might honestly add him to my lineup right now if he's available. He is a great player, very underrated. Uh, Ertz had 14 points last week, which was good to see. Hopefully, Doug can give Miles Sanders the ball more because Miles Sanders, if he, if Miles Sanders would get the type of touches that Derrick Henry gets, uh, Wentz, if you drafted him early, I feel bad for you. Put him on your bench. He's not doing anything. Uh, Kittle, Jimmy G, and Monster McKinnon—they're all questionable, but if they're healthy, you got to start them. Uh, San Fran wins. That's sadly my opinion. Uh, Falcons versus Packers. Packers minus seven. You know, despite being zero and three, the Falcons have solid fantasy options. Russell Gage, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley, and Matt Ryan should all be in your lineup. It's amazing for how bad the Falcons are. That no matter what, Atlanta will always be a good fantasy team. They're all, they always have good weapons. Julio is questionable. That's obviously something to keep an eye on, but you got to play him if he's healthy. Uh, Hayden Hurst is a borderline start at tight end. He ranks fourth among tight ends, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Now going to the Packers, Eddie loves this guy. Alan Lazard had 26 points last week. He is a great waiver wire option. He's only owned in 50% of leagues. And also, Devontae Adams is questionable. So that could be good for Lazard, and that's definitely something to keep an eye on. And uh, Aaron Jones, I drafted him early. Must start. Rodgers must start. I'm picking the pack. Eddie, what do you think, buddy? I totally agree. I like the Packers as well. Um, but we cannot uh, – touch on the fact that Calvin Ridley is the wide receiver one in fantasy this year. Wasn't going too early in drafts. Um, Second, third round. First three weeks, man. He has had a three-week streak where he's had over 105 receiving yards. Um, obviously, his performance the first two weeks of the season, racking up four touchdowns and over 28 points. Crazy. His stat line is insane. His upside is insane, considering that he is not the number one receiver in that Falcons offense. Right now, it seems like he's getting the bulk of the targets. I know he's getting more targets than Julio and Russell Gage. But when we talk about Russell Gage, it's like, who the hell was this guy last year? Where Out of was nowhere! I thought he was a rookie. Deadass. Yeah, I me too. I thought he was a rookie, too. Man, Russell Gage has really proven to be a solid fantasy flex play. And, you know, me just picking him off, up off waivers, it's, it's nuts. How um, somebody dropped that guy, too? Like, I don't know. Uh, maybe because they're very impatient. Um, the guy in our league dropped him, so I thought I might as well take advantage of it. Uh, he had two receptions for 26 yards, averaging 13 yards a reception. Uh, two for 26 isn't too pleasant, but it's crazy to think how many targets Russell Gage is getting. 12 in week one and nine in week three. Uh, and he's really taking advantage of those targets. Going nine for 114 in week one and six for 46 and a touchdown in week two. Uh, I really like Russell Gage. Um, he's a guy you should definitely keep your eye out for. Um, he's not owned in a lot of leagues. Um, I think it's like but, six something percent. It's nothing. Yeah, that. so he's only rostered in 51.1% of the leagues. How is that? Uh, definitely grab him. Definitely oh. grab him. He's wide receiver 23. Uh, before his poor performance last week, he was a top 15 receiver. Um, this guy is unbelievable. I've, I cannot praise this guy enough. Um, he, you don't know because he is questionable because he took a gruesome upper body hit 
uh, and did not return last week. But if he plays, watch out. Um, and obviously, Al Lazard, man. Crazy week against the Saints, doing really well. He is a very great pick. You know, he was picked very late in drafts. Um, but, yeah, Russell Gage, I can't get over him. I, he's one of my favorite receivers in the league right now. Um, but, yeah, Packers are too good. Aaron Rodgers looks sick. Uh, he was going very late in drafts. Um, I think he was even going after Wentz. Um, I could be wrong, though. But he was going really late, bottom line. And it's kind of disappointing because he does have good receivers. He has Alan Lazards. He has um, – but he has the options on offense. You know, Aaron Jones has proven to be a top three running back. Him, baby. Aaron Jones was a great pick, especially for you, Raider. I think Aaron Jones, I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Let me pull up his yeah, stat pull line. Up Aaron Jones' stat line. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah, so Aaron Jones is running back two. He's averaging 26.6 points per game. Absolutely incredible. Uh, you would think, uh, yeah, he's only averaging 26 because of his great week two. 18 for 168, averaging 9.3 yards a carry, two touchdowns, four receptions for 68 yards, and a receiving touchdown. He almost had 50 points. And if you were playing against Aaron Jones in week two, might as well dig yourself a coffin because that was that was rough if you were playing against him. But obviously, if you own him, a lot of upside. Um, you know, he's playing a lot of mediocre teams. Uh, I know he has a bye week five, and he's playing Atlanta this week. Um, you know, I like Aaron Jones. Uh, the two weeks, you know, weeks one and three, he had 17.6 and 16.6, which are still really great numbers. Um, He's getting the bulk of the carries. He has 16, 18, and 16. So that is very, that's a very good sign for a running back. That is your RB1, um, depending on who else you have on your team. But, man, Aaron Jones has proven to be a top three running back in this league. Um, and it's crazy because some years he doesn't even get on rosters or people are adding him mid-year. Um, he's unbelievable. He deserves all the money in the world. Uh, Aaron Jones has been slept on a ton. Definitely not this year because of his ADP, but, man, he deserves it. And if you're a fantasy owner of Aaron Jones, you should be very pleased with how he's been performing. Yeah. I mean, that's – Eddie, who are you picking? The Packers? You're picking the Packers, right? Yeah, without a doubt. All right. I mean – Eddie, that was a great podcast, dude. I, guys, um, we're we're gonna post our picks next. We're gonna post our picks for the week. You'll be able to follow along with how we're doing. But uh, yeah, no, we hope you take our advice. Uh, Eddie and I like eat, sleep, breathe fantasy. So just we hope you guys will stay and follow along with us for the rest of the year. Uh, before we head out, we gotta tell you about Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy. They're your one-stop shop for all gambling with the best gambling app out there. Eddie and I use it. We love it. Use the code NEST, N-E-S-T, capital letters. Uh, we, will, we will match your deposit. It's a great app. Uh, yeah, you know, you'll definitely – thanks for having me, by the way, but you'll definitely be seeing me in future weeks. Uh, this is going to be a weekly thing for us. So thanks for having me along, and I hope you kill it this week in fantasy. I'm playing you, Eddie, so I'm going to kick your ass. Uh, all right, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> see you guys.